0: All right. Welcome to Defy the Norm. So today, Victor and I are going to talk all about how to set better goals. Yesterday in the podcast, we talked about the habits and what habits you really need to stack and how efficient you can get in stacking those habits. And even to the extent of like redefining, are they self-care habits or self-fulfillment habits? So I hope you uh, liked that episode. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, you might want to hop over and listen to that after this one but today it's all about better goals so let's get to it to inspire you to boldly and unapologetically live outside the box dream big and question everything This is the Defy the Norm podcast with Nomads with a Purpose. All right, welcome back. So yesterday uh, we talked about these habits and I told you that I need to break my drinking habit and man, let me just tell you, it was impossible. Uh, The funny thing is that I'll... uh, jump to the conclusion that I will be able to reduce that habit, but I probably will never, ever be able to completely break the habit. But I did work on modifying. And that's kind of my thing is I always like to, um, I do not work in absolutes for anything. And so I do try to find ways to hack and make things more efficient for myself or serve my higher goals better. But pretty much last night, I ended up having to have like a sip. I actually ended up with a sip of a beer and three or four sips of wine, and then I kind of sat in this space of like, "Is this serving me? Does it, how, how does it feel? Like, what am I really am I really really craving this or is it not that great?" And in the end, I kind of yeah, had a couple of sips, but it would have been really. hard really hard I didn't do what I said I needed to do which would have been holotropic breath work and make like an acai bowl it just got too late in the day and I was already at that point where I'm like oh my gosh I need something to just to like relax and shift into that parasympathetic so that I could eat and so before I let uh, Victor get in on on this conversation he is here hi (laughs) the um the thing that really struck me is that we were at the beach yesterday and I was just with the, with the kids and I do this thing where I'm like, I, I take this power stance and clap my hands and go, all right, and they laugh because that's like me for everything, whether it's like changing travel plans or coming up with a new idea. I'm just, all right, you guys. So I'm not going to drink tonight. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to have a glass of wine or a beer. And they just laugh. Gabby's like, why, why do you keep saying that? Why, what, like what value system are you trying to align with? What are you trying to accomplish here? And, and I go, well, you know, I didn't sleep last night. I really, I feel like it's just too much. And she's like, well, I think you really have to think about what the, what the bigger goal is, because we know that this is not the appropriate goal for you. And then Isabel, who is extremely, uh, you know, she's a mindfulness coach and she's, what makes her so good about this is that she can take something to its very uh, detail. And she goes, mom, you're just too stressed. Like you just need to drink earlier. It's not that you need to not have it. It's like you need a better unwinding period to your day and she's got a point there. A lot of times, you know, it's not until five, six, seven o'clock at night that I am having this drink and I'm winding down and I'm starting that winding down process. But a lot of times that winding down process is just way too close to bedtime. And she's like, why don't you just plan on having one drink, but at like three o'clock? And the problem with that, she said, is that you're going to end up working less, which would actually be good because then you're not going to be as stressed because you're not pushing yourself. And by work, I mean, it's, it's kind of, it, it's good and it's bad, the kind of job that that I choose to have. And if you follow the podcast, you know, like I show up here for like 10 days and then I don't show up for a month and then I'll show up. And the app too. It's just too much to show up on Instagram, to show up on the app, to write a blog, to show up on um, YouTube, to show up on all these different platforms that I feel obligated to as a content creator ends up making me just spinning circles. And so I'm I'm kind of okay with the fact that I'm just going to be mediocre at all of them, but at the same time, I don't like to be mediocre at all of them. I'd kind of like to excel in one. Which one that is, I don't know. I don't know, um, this one's
1: feeling pretty good right about now, doesn't
0: it? Yeah, we're like two days in. Let's see how long we can keep these habits. Because <laughs> <laughs> I got, yeah, absolutely. So we're going to talk about goal setting. And, and I that was my long-winded t- way of bringing it in that for me, at least... I don't know. I'm going to just share my journey with you this month and see, see where it goes. Some, I still think for me, it'll come down to intuition. Some days intuitively it will be the right thing. And some days intuitively it'll be the wrong thing. And I guarantee that there will be, um, I have two, let me pause for a second and say you all, not just me, we all have like a whole family inside of our head. We have a whole like army, a whole, uh, uh, employees, whatever you want to call them. I have two people inside my head at all times. Uh, I call one of them Molly Weasley and I call the other Tony Stark. Tony Stark like wins all the time in my head. And that means when there's this moment that, you know, whatever, it's five o'clock and I'm like, "Whoo! I worked hard today. I did a lot. I feel really proud of myself. I need to just chill out. Tony Stark's like, yeah, Party time. let's get a drink. And Molly Weasley might be sitting there and go, but sweetheart, you're not going to sleep tonight. And Tony's like, just one. It's okay if we just have one. But the problem is sometimes Tony gets really loud after one, especially if it's a good one. And he's like, you know what? Two will be okay this time. Why not order another round? And if you start noticing those voices in your head, it's really a big part of the battle. Like overall Gabby's point of like, why she's like, mom, like you're really healthy. Like you're living your dream life. You're like, what are we trying to accomplish here? And then Isabel can step in and go, well, if it's just purely sleep, let's hack this down to the sleep. So your turn, Victor, what are you, you have, you have a a lot to say about setting better goals. And I thought maybe uh, we talk about like all the time in our conversations, it's like, what do you want? And you go make money. Yeah.
1: Right. Well, yeah, I think, um, um, one of the challenges behind that is behind setting goals is they have to be well. We use that smart all the time, right? So I don't know if you wanted to talk about that. I'll,
0: well, that's just right yeah, because that's what I usually respond. Like, well, that's you're not what, yeah. setting a smart goal, and but but I thought maybe a step before that comes in and like think about for yourself like what goal, what goal setting looks like because I can't if we're coming out it always seems
1: it it always okay so if I step back and go if I always look at my goals within for example the gym and within uh sort of scientific like it's totally makes sense like I'm gonna drop my body weight by this much I'm gonna keep my I want to have this much strength in my upper body I want to have this much strength in my leg in my legs for this one I want to have this body composition boom I can I can apply that, but it get it always has got been very challenging for me. Because I think because of my personality, and we alluded to this yesterday, because of my personality type, because I'm the helper, right? And so to me, at my root, I just want to help. Well, that has kept me in a certain place my entire career, because I'm like I'm always on, want to help. I don't like talking about money. Um, I have programming issues associated with money. And that goes back to ultimately having some scarcity growing up. And so I developed this inability to understand, well, really to have a, to understand that, that I want it, but hate it at the same time. Right.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, you just touched on, remember, to, to think about something in terms of your personality and your programming, they're actually one in the same. They're running the same train track. Your personality be, is a byproduct of programming. So absolutely, when you're told all the time, As a kid, like, oh, well, you know, we only have four quarters and you only get one. Your brothers and sisters have to get the other three. And, oh, well, money's tight. Can you just wait on those new shoes? Or, you know, we only have this much.
1: Really, the message was don't want. That, that, That really comes down to simple. Don't want because we can't give it anyway. So don't want. And if you want something, that makes you bad.
0: Right. So that, makes that in and boy. of itself made right. it so that you never set goals.
1: Correct. Correct. In that regard, it was, it wasn't until, you know, sort of got to high school. I'm like, I want to be the best at this. Right. And I'm allowed to be as violent and as aggressive as possible. He was a wrestler. That. That's
0: what he's alluding to. And,
1: yeah. and, and so that was the first time I had a specific measurable attainable uh, and sort of timely. I mean, I was a little less on time, but Having that, having setting those goals is now becomes more challenged as I approach and I'm shifting from this, this box, which is like personal training, strength coach. People don't, sometimes don't know where to put me. And I honestly tend to kind of waver around like, well, what do you do? I'm like, well, I just say personal trainer because that's what people know. Uh, Health coach is a, is a more appropriate term. I think at this point,
0: uh, um, healer, (laughs) sometimes I throw around, but that way, it does really depend. He's trying. I, since if you don't know Victor, sometimes he works. Some people he works with is purely as strength coach. Some people are doing meditations. Some people are just gaining function. Like some are older clients in their eighties, and they're just working on mobility so they can step off a curb and not break a hip. And some people are working on literally chakra healing, where it's um, breath work combined with energetic, with like kind of like Reiki. If you know yeah. what Reiki is, it's like that. Um, there's, you know, we, we always meet people wherever their their goal is at. But there's a wide spectrum, and it is hard to label it and put it on a in a in a box. But let's talk. So specific goals are so important because Victor does always come back to me and he's like, "I just want to make more money." I'm like, "Okay, but but you need a specific goal, like how?" And I and to me, you know, maybe. Travel was the easiest thing for me to set goals on, and it aligned with, for me, this why of newness and experiences, and it's really surreal today, you guys, to think this is our last day of this trip. I know, like, we kind of full-time in an RV, but we do have a home base, and we right now have this ability to go back to this home base. Um, I, I really don't know if we're going to keep it or not keep it. It's not really the, the important part. The important part is that there's these moments in time for us where we choose to embark on a destination. We're try we literally, I, for me, I think of how many times in my life, especially over the last six and a half years that I've gotten in a car and intentionally driven to an airport for a flight to take us to say Norway or to France or to New Zealand, or, you know, we've had all these moments. Or so many times where I'm intentionally backing up the truck, hitching up the fifth wheel and being, all right, I am heading to Florida. I'm going to stop at these places on the way. You know, we're going to, this is my intention. We'll see if we get there. This is such an easy goal for me to uh, to kind of like look at and, and use these smart measures to do, to do um, to judge whether I attain this goal or not. I am not so great at doing it when it comes to business or finances because part of it is that I don't, I, it's kind of like alcohol and I don't align a high enough why, um, to do it because, or it's in conflict with my other higher goal, which is travel and experience newness and challenge and, and, uh, create memories with my kids. So we, we can, uh, really use the smart goals as specific measurable attainable realistic and timely So today it was uh, actually yesterday we were on the beach and I was talking about drinking with the girls I asked them you guys are is this like so surreal to think like we actually accomplished this Florida when we set out in August we even put on Instagram like all right we're a little scared we don't know what's happening in the world but we're gonna head towards Florida and it was should we still do it and people you know some people who have no idea what's going on in the world are like of course and some people are like well, Maybe you should, but I don't know. And then other people said, like, I don't think you'll like Florida, and I didn't like it in certain ways, but I loved it in other ways. So I'm really glad we we did it. Um, and to like sit there on the beach yesterday with the girls, and they all they kind of get the the same feeling as me, like, yeah, it was kind of surreal. We did it. We 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 set out. We climbed Kentucky for way longer than we thought. We actually made it all the way to the Keys. Um, I mean, so much so that we are planning on just leaving our fifth wheel here in Florida, heading back to Montana, deciding what we're going to do with that house, and then probably coming back here because uh, it just, it really was, it was, (laughs) it was nice. It was just like a really good compromise for our whole family. Um, I don't know if everyone's coming back with us, but we'll see. But we can start with something like that, and that's a specific goal. Yesterday when I called and said, hey, do you have storage for an RV? there was a specific goal that was set in place when I set that, you know, pay the credit card fee for the storage and and go, all right, I'm setting a goal. We're coming back to Florida. Measurable. Like I already went to Google Maps and doing my thing. Like, okay, how many days do I need to drive back in just the truck? How much money is it going to cost in Airbnbs to get back to Montana? How long... Do I need a Montana before I turn around? Is this attainable? Is it realistic? Is it timely? All those things are so easy to do in travel. They are so easy to do, I'd say, with weight loss. They're so easy to do with strength. They're so easy to do with making money. However, I think each of us struggle with doing it One in element. a certain element. Yeah. I think personally for money, that's where Victor and I struggle mo- most in doing this. I could tell anybody easily how to, how to do it with travel, for weight loss, for fitness. Um, it's th- those parts are easy, but don't you find that a lot of people end up not being inverse of us? They can't do it. They can do it with money, yeah. but they have trouble well, doing that- it with travel, weight loss, fitness.
1: Yeah, that's, that's sort of the mic drop of, the, of this podcast is to go, I, I, I got news for you. Um, it's like the one element of fitness even. People will be like, I'm really good at this, this, and this. I got, I got news for you. You got to learn to do the one you aren't really good at to, to really make the massive change. So there'll be a lot of people that will overwork, and, but their, their diet's bad Right. Or they they work on their mobility or they do their 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 meditation, but then they eat horribly. And so that's the same sort of thing and that you're pointing to right now.
0: So one of the ways uh, Victor and I talk about doing it all the time, because the other one is that I don't put then I don't put enough money pressure on myself. But Victor has all this he really feels like, but this is my role in life. I'm the provider. So I need to do it. And so it's funny. It's easy for me looking out from the outside to be, Oh, well, it's so easy. You just need to do this, this, and this in your business. And like, duh, it's so, it's just like, I'd say for travelers, for weight loss, you just need to do one, two, and three. Um, but, but when you go to apply it to yourself, it's always so much harder. So I'm just going to, I think we should tell you, tell you the, the weight loss hacks are, are pretty darn easy they really like, if you want a specific, remember too, you got to go specific. It's like, you can't, and realistic. You can't say, I want to lose a hundred pounds by Christmas. Like there's no way that's going to happen. But you could say, you know what? I want to not gain weight for the holidays. And that's really easy. Stay away from all the sugar, <laughs> carbs, and say no. Like it really is that simple to if you maintain your um, boundaries in saying no to your stress, because weight loss is just really a function of how much cortisol you're pumping out. And if you're constantly, you know, running to errands or um, going from party to party or feeling like, oh my gosh, I gotta make so much more money so that I can buy all this stuff. Whatever the pressure you're putting on yourself is adding to your stress level, to your cortisol output. That will tell your body, hey, store fat and on top of it, probably make you reach for those cookies or reach for that extra glass of wine or more eggnog or all of those things. If you just set weight loss, I know you're thought is going to say like, no, you need to eat this much protein. No, just say no. Create a great open heart chakra, set your boundary and, and be willing to be like, nope, this is, this is the line I'm crossing.
1: Yeah, I, I'm done. total. I'm in total agreement. <clears throat> managing managing stress. Uh, oftentimes, people are like, "Hey, I really want to ramp up intensity today." I'm like, "No, you don't need more intensity. You actually need less intensity in your life, and understand that this beautiful balance that you
0: need to keep." Yeah, it's so much easier to just buy a supplement and go. Yeah. Well, oh well, man, well, I can do just
1: more try- cardio. Do more this train. Do a little. Let's do hit today. I'm like, man, it's not really in your program to do that. You're attain you have plenty of strength your muscle tissues there your flexibility is good you're healthy um why risk necessarily if you like it that's one thing and it's worked into the plan but a lot of people like you just don't need that and long term um especially the vast majority of my clients are you know over 50 you know you're going to you're going to just break down your body or risk an injury and then what then you're not moving because you're not moving with me you're not moving maybe at all
0: yeah so, I think the the um intense exercise that people are driven to is it can be still really healthy it can it can serve a purpose yes. but I think we have to shift the reason why we're doing it so for me, if I, when I finish this podcast, i'm still going to go for a run I don't need to go for a run, right I said I just have to have boundaries, and I definitely I'm speaking from my own truth that I had to establish massive boundaries for the holidays but um, you really can re- can redefine the reason. So let's say you're going to go do extra cardio every day this month and you're telling yourself, I'm doing extra cardio so that I can lose weight or maintain or burn off those, those go do the cardio, but maybe shift the mindset to, I'm doing this cardio so that I can feel more in balance. If you really do your cardio and you finish the cardio session you're like, "Wow, I feel more in meaning like you needed it to clear your head for stress relief. Just shifting that thought does ma- massive things to your um, your hormones, to your endocrine system. If you're saying, "I'm going to for a run because I have to," Uh, lose weight or I have to burn calories that's adding actually a mental stress because remember your body is a function emotions are a function of your thoughts so if I'm telling myself I'm a failure because I weigh a certain amount and if I don't do this cardio I'm never going to lose weight that's triggering neurochemistry yes yeah in your in your body that's like that's, that's, that's not going to help more you. stress. Yeah, it's yeah. just like pumping out cortisol and then on cortisol. But if I tell myself I'm going for a run and I'm just going to do it so that I can feel better, so that I can have more clarity, so I can feel um, clearer, um, better in tune with my body, promoting homeostasis, then all of a sudden when I finish that run, if I'm like, wow, do I feel more in homeostasis? that triggers positive thoughts, right? Then, and, you ha- and maybe after you run, you might be like, wow, I feel so good. I'm just going to sit here and, um, and meditate for five more minutes and really calm my body down. Okay. So, But the shifting from uh, output, output of calories to maintaining balance in your body will do wonders. And that's why, that's why this is, we're talking about health and fitness in a Defy the Norm podcast, because I really do, Victor too, if you want to try and believe that, like thinking of your health and fitness in this way truly is defying the norm today.
1: Yeah. The alignment of mind and body is, is everything at this point. I've worked with people for many years that that have struggled with this. And I could tell that it was always that, that, that head game. And if you can wrap your head around like that, even that self love, right. With alignment of exercise, like it, it things click so much faster. Um, it's, it's sort of like, I, I remember uh, really visualizing Change in my physical body when I was first, you know, I'm a big meathead. I love to lift weights I really enjoy it and I remember thinking and feeling those muscles and 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 watching old videos where they said you got to really visualize yourself Changing and growing and I would literally do that with every workout and I remember literally feeling between workouts when I was in middle school, like, oh my gosh, I'm changing my arms are growing, my chest is growing. And some part of that you never really can lose that. You really wanna be able to love yourself and see those changes. And a lot of times we're running all these programs, underlying programs like oh, Mom, I'm just always gonna be this way. Well guess what? Yes, that's gonna be a problem. And you're if you're if you're always upset and, and you're striving striving for, for Ultimate health—you can do everything right, but if you're always upset, guess what? You are going to be in dis ease.
0: Yeah, this is a really hard this one. I know one. for a lot of people. Um, so, if you're listening and you look down at your wrist and you have a um, Apple Watch or similar device, you're probably this will be the hardest for you. And there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with having those, but it's an indicator to me if I see somebody who has one that they are extremely data driven or externally driven for, or looking for external markers. Did I get enough steps? What's my heart rate out right now? Did I, I encourage you to put it aside for a week or so really start to take that visualize, taking that Apple watch and putting it inside your heart space. I know the cabal wants to do that for you, but we're not going <laughs> nah. there. Um, so, If you can take that same concept of being able to look at your wrist and say, oh, my heart rate's at this. Oh, my uh, whatever biometrics that that they want to eventually measure on you. And I've taken this many steps and go go and put it in your heart space and just be like, breathe into it and be like, hmm, how do I feel? Would it like just really scan every joint, scan the muscles. Do they feel strong? Are they ready to perform? Like. Do you know what's your breath like? What's um, is your stomach growling? Victor <laughs> laughed because a second ago my stomach growled so loud. From like, are you relaxed? I, that's, guess, that, you're, like I if, guess you're relaxed. Yes, I'm relaxed. Um, these are really important markers for us to tune into because, in the end, really it's intuition that's going to help us set our goals. Whether it is to making money, I can go and look at my Google Analytics, but I can also tune into intuition and like where where do I show up what what content creation do I show up at and feel most aligned to my true self
1: let me interject a little bit on that uh you know we we had heart rate we first started we were one of a few places that started spinning classes um in San Diego right when it first came out and I remember heart rate monitors were just coming getting on the scene and measurement it, it was very interesting, but in the end, I had to start getting rid of it because I'm like, I know when I'm working hard and I know when I'm working easy. And what I noticed is that we use RPE, rate of perceived exertion, ends up being a better marker for people because it takes into account the stress of their day and how they're feeling from these spaces. Because if I say, what's your heart rate out?", They'll be like, oh, I'm 120. I'm really slacking. I'll be like, wait, what is your RPE today? And they'll be like, oh, I'm at an eight. And I go, oh okay, let's talk about what else has filled your bucket to the point that you feel like this is that. And lo and behold, that's a better indication of what you should be applying from an intensity standpoint to an exercise, for example. So more, I don't use a measurement tool. I'll sometimes if an individual has a high blood pressure, I'll be like, hey, what kind of, what kind of tension uh, do you have today? What kind of anxiety do you have? What are you worried about? And, and Just talking about that will drop their blood pressure. So measurement tools are great, but if you go by feel and use rate of perceived exertion, you'll have a better idea of what you should be doing. Now, if you're a professional athlete, you get paid to move. Maybe these data points are a little bit more valuable, but I would argue that it's the separation from the physical body to the mental body that leads to professional athletes um, burning out and leading to injury because they, they get build up their body so much and think they're so hardcore that they can push through anything and boom, there's the injury, career ending, burnout. Um, and so understanding mind and body connection is more critical, rate of perceived exertion, I highly recommend. All
0: right, last thing I wanted to, um, oh, there's, we were supposed to talk about the theta chair. Did you want to talk yesterday about going for a run and how you, uh, Victor was <laughs> talking about injuries and it's funny because if we also shift our mindset around what an injury is, an injury is a gift. An injury, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. An injury is a gift where your body is sending you a signal that something is out of whack. You don't want to, Victor's like, God, you have to talk about that. No, right. Well, we, we are going to go for a run yesterday and Victor, almost every time he runs with me, <laughs> his calf gets hurt. <laughs> so it's really not, the problem isn't him, it must be me. (laughs) But I guarantee (laughs) it's both of us. It's the dialogue I choose to talk about because I want to be able to, you know, there are some fears in the world and I want to be able to just diffuse them and talk about them. And then like it can be something as simple like, as, hey, do we need to, ke- I really don't want to keep this home base, but do you think we need to be able to have something to run back to? You know, I, I was listening to this and I was hearing this and I'm supposed to not hear these things, but at the same time, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't help, but I need to feel like a little bit of awareness and so li- literally every time we talk about either that, or if it's maybe talking about financial goals or how we're spending money or anything that, and aff- during a run affects root chakra, anything that might trigger safety or security, he instantly has knee or calf pain. And he's always I'm like, God, I don't get it. What's wrong? I, I, I train ho- Like i I shouldn't have these injuries, right? That's what you say. You yeah, should.
1: and it's it's. I, I don't even. I wouldn't even say it's an injury. It's a message. It's. A, I'll get a little pain here and there, and i like. God. But we have to stop running usually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's significant enough that I'm like, look, I'm not going to push through this. I'm like, let's just stop and walk. I always tell her like, look, we're either running, or we're talking and walking. Uh, but Robin has this loves to talk like really which
0: is that right there robin just
1: loves to talk loves, yeah robin just loves, <laughs> loves to talk while we do cardio and i'm like man this is my disconnect time however she would probably say that i disconnect all the time so why not talk then so we have to come up with a happy medium and then i have to learn how to dissipate that energy because again this is all energy and messages and i tell people like we're electrical beings um, you don't believe me, stick your finger in a light socket and figure out if you're an electrical being, you'll see how you conduct that electricity. And it's just energy that's being stored, um, in a certain place or your meridians or your chakra points. Again, uh, it doesn't go against any any belief system. But if it's a, if you're getting a message from the body, yes, you can deal it on the physical. I've done that. I know the physical therapy, but a lot of times I'll also ask like, Hey, what else is going on? And after they unload, like, Hey, do you feel better? Yeah, I do. Hmm, I wonder. Well, could that have been a physical man, uh, manifested by an emotional?
0: So just use your injury. Injuries are a gift. Look at them as a sign. You know, anytime we have injuries in our family, we look at first the chakra points, then we check like the meridian that it's on. And it has a tendency to repeat. Like, I think I always have things on my gallbladder meridian, and Victor always has things on his kidney meridians, right? Yeah. And so it is super insightful to help you um, deconstruct whatever it is that that program's running that that gets triggered often. So I want to tell you really quick before we wrap this up about the theta chair. Okay, so brainwave mastery is um, something that Gabby got into, uh, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And it really should be in its own podcast episode. But, and we'll I mean, dabble I'll link...
1: into that later, a lot more, but, you know. So
0: we're in the jacuzzi in the Keys and meeting a lot of cool people, because I think for 12 days in the Keys, I sat in the jacuzzi for about three hours a day talking to people. And one of the rad guys we met uh, has this chair that... It's almost like a massage chair. It kind of vibrates and and um, it doesn't ro- have rollers, but it vibrates and it, it's really comfy chair. And it's like you can like, stretch out and lift your legs up like a recliner, like a lazy boy, but vibrates. Um, but more the texture, like a leather leather texture. It's not. Yeah, if I private. wanted to
1: be real specific, it's it vibrates to the sounds, the sounds that you're listening to. In your ears, into a you know noise reduction headphones, simultaneously with music patterns that you wear over goggles. Right. So I was going to get uh, to to that. You put
0: on, so you put on these headphones, and it plays theta music. Well, theta is that state where um, we really trigger a lot of creativity, and it's really missing today. We go from like Delta when we're asleep, right? Yeah, to, to Straight into Beta. Like Beta is this high stress, uh, you know, it's where we repeat our exact same patterns day in and day out in how we respond to our phone or, or go through our to-do list and schedule appointments and run around with a chicken, like a chicken with our head cut off when we really don't have an emergency. That's Beta. That feeling of I got to, I got to. It's also an unhealthy money pura. Uh, Solar plexus, and so right below that solar plexus is your sacral chakra, which is houses your sense of individuality, your creativity. Those two work so closely hand in hand. And so when we do not, when we're one in beta, doing unhealthy manipura activities, you're in fight or flight. And then, and even if you don't think you're in fight or flight, if you are like feel right, I mean, yeah, I mean, mean, sure, you would never say you're in fight or flight. No, well.
1: Mm -hmm. uh, on you a subconscious know, level, yeah. I I'm you aware would say of that. that
0: you're most chill and, and Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you might not realize you're in this this zone of fight or flight, but you have you are not calm, let's say that. You are not like zened out, you're not thinking about, let's see, what could I create with these cardboard cutouts and the place where Victor XB creative with cardboard. Um, we we then have our sacral chakra, that is our sense of individuality. If we're doing all unhealthy solar plexus activities and z- tapping into none of our healthy sacral chakra and looking for extrinsic self-worth, we end up in like this double whammy of un- disease, really. And go Yeah, ahead.
1: so I the take home with this is that brain waves are going to tell you where your sense uh, can be related to health. And if you're constantly in beta, you're going to wear down your body um, and not be able to to have sort of this personal growth uh, and creative energy to you. And Robin's relating it how that relates those those brain waves relate to your chakra points. Is that about right?
0: Yeah, I was about to get yeah to it. Um, so when you when you tap into creativity, your brain, like when you're really doing a creative project or in uh, working towards like an activity that you really enjoy a flow state activity you start to go through this this theta brainwave and this theta brainwave is really really important in boosting that overall health just what i was going to get to so if you can ideally gabby and i like to get together and say on in her brainwave course like hey do listen to these theta binaural beats and do creative projects. You know, a lot of times in our family, we'll do theta time when we wake up and it's like, everyone just put on your theta music and go write or draw or paint. We do that a lot when we're in our house in Montana. But for a lot of people, that is too many steps. They're like, I don't even know. And so what you can do is sit in this chair and put on these headphones and then you can even get at an additional piece that's like a visor that has uh, lights. So you close your eyes, but the lights really help train your subconscious to uh, align with these uh, vibrational patterns that you're hearing and feeling at the same time. So it's a really cool way to biohack this. I thought it was mind blowing that we cross paths. I mean, talk about the law of attraction. I really think it's something that we will be uh, talking more and more about, but I'm going to just link uh, Brennan's product, uh, Theta, I think it's Theta wellness. Um, I will link it in the show notes below. Tell them we sent you. Um, yeah, tell him Robin and Victor, uh, sent you over there, but it's so amazing to be able to, um,
1: and it had like, a measurability too, you know, he could test us before and after, so we could see the changes in our brain. Um, and that was incredibly, um, telling as to the states that you were in and what would you can get to with a 10-minute session. And you yeah, can... you
0: can't get that part when you order it for your house. But I thought this is a great Christmas present. Um, you can order order the chair and the headphones and the vi- visor. You can even get uh, a virtual reality attachment. That I'm going to save for a different talk because I would recommend the, um, the lights the lights and the theta wave one, unless you suffer from severe anxiety. If you, if you have like really, really bad anxiety, I can see how the virtual reality one could help really offset that. I guess for someone like me, who's who kind of prefers actual reality, I didn't love the virtual reality one that much because I'm like, yeah, it's pretty and stuff. But if you have trouble even like sitting and meditating without feeling panic attacks or like you need, you might need that visual uh, time out <laughs> time out to like really draw you away from from those other senses uh, but the i think the th- the vibrational chair with the, just the audio part is Whew. awesome yeah. there also is a mini pad i didn't try the mini pad but here's what victor is saying is that when he does it in a demo at like say conferences or events he puts you in the chair and he also sets you up to a heart rate variability test yeah. So that what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, and and then can show before and an after and it was kind of cool because there was a set of heart where you could measure your chakras and to see how open they are and uh, I really like that because first of all the weird one to me was like my heart chakra was open 100% on both not everything else everything else was pretty high but I thought that was interesting because I would have thought that's the one spot as a type 8 I feel like I have to grow into the most and I was like are you sure you tested right? Because yeah. I have this mind, this program, I think it's open, but I have this program in my head that's, well, I'm a type eight. I must be a closed heart chakra person. And then to measure that was cool. I don't look at it as that means I'm the most, um, if anything, like Victor probably would, because he's such an overgiver. It's harder to balance them, but yours was pretty, yours was in the high range too. I think yeah. it was in the nineties, was open. The point was that Heart chakra is so powerful in over in um, creating overall health and dis- and eliminating disease because your heart chakra is the bridge between body and mind chakras and so when we're in our physical body all the time whether it's through our activities our sports um, just our uh, personality type sometimes keeps us grounded in our five senses a lot and that puts us in our body chakras when you can open up your mind chakras, your throat, third eye and crown, that, that shifts that, you know, that transition has to occur through the heart. There's, it's really hard. Now, some of you might be the inverse. Like for me, I'm way more in my mind ones and I have to work harder to be in my body ones, which means, um, theta time to open my sacral chakra is really is really powerful. It's really important, and I think for me, just getting on that chair actually helps me go from my busy mind chakras and recenters me into my body ones. For Victor, I think being on that chair and and listening to Theta, it helps you go from bo- body ones and brings you up into your mind chakras a little yeah. bit better.
1: Yeah, and and I think you can also achieve some of this through breath work and meditation, but the chair is nice because I know some, I've been after certain people for so long, like, Hey, you need to do some breath work and they just won't do it. But I'm like, Oh, but I can purchase a chair that I can, that'll put me into that. Place. It's on. And technically you are in a meditative state. You're sitting there. Sitting I, you know
0: who you are if you're listening right
1: now. <laughs> and so you can, so you can easily shortcut that. Or again, the activation energy, you see the chair, boom, I got to sit in it.
0: I think that's a big part. That's a big There's part. A, you know that you sit in the chair and you're like, oh, this is when I turn off my brain.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that creates a powerful shift. Much like sitting in in a jacuzzi for five hours at a time, right? <laughs> Heck yeah, I miss the jacuzzi. An hour at a time. <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, so we'll talk... I'm going to try to bring... I keep saying I need to... The reason I haven't brought Gabby and Isabel on to talk about this stuff is because... Um, is it, this is Victor's at my um, marriage therapy. We just like... This is when we talk. Because otherwise, when we're when we're through our normal I get day, no i like, She doesn't get any ideas. you never have any ideas? You never talk to me. <laughs> I've never knew somebody... He probably says, I never knew somebody could talk so much. And I look at him, I'm like, I never knew somebody could talk so little. That's yin but, and yang, baby. All right. You guys have a great weekend. We will be off for a day, but we'll be back hopefully on Monday. Yes. Tuesday. I don't know what day it is.